Welcome back, everyone. It's Thrill Me Podcast. Another week, another podcast. Creature features again, Jared. Yep. Well, sort of. It's creatures involved, yeah, but middle of the road. Yeah, it's, it's kind of your, it's your teen horror almost. Yeah. The Faculty from nineteen ninety eight. Uh, but before we get into that, what have we been watching? Nothing. Nothing at all. Pretty much nothing. I think I watched. I wrapped up a couple of the TV shows. Watched the finale of The Flash for season two and. Mm-hmm. Caught up on a little bit of Legends of Tomorrow. That's about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This finale of The Flash was all right? Uh, yeah, it was pretty good. Had a, had a couple of sort of nods to DC history and and The Flash history. A couple of nice sort of nods to the old 90s show again and that sort of thing. So, okay. Yeah, it was so pretty, it's still growing good. strong. It's It's been picked up, obviously, for a third. So. Yeah, I mean... Some of it, they, they've got a they've got a habit on on Flash of spouting some of the science shit that you just kind of sit there and go, what? Like I don't know what you're talking about, and it's got doesn't have a lot of relevance to me. <laughs> doesn't make a lot of sense in the end, but yeah, I'm still with it. Okay, I still like that one. And Legend of Tomorrow, that's been up and down. Yeah, it's been very up and down. The last couple of episodes, I haven't really loved because they got a lot. Been a lot of Vandal Savage, who's the the head bad guy, and he's, Vandal Savage. <laughs> I don't know who the bloke is, but he's. You're going to laugh even more when you hear the actor's name. He's played by a fellow called Casper Crump. <laughs> I've never seen him before. Casper um, Crump plays Vandal Savage. Yes, yeah. Vandal Savage is actually quite a good villain. He's sort of a- Let me just put it to you this way. I'm knocking that job back. <laughs> Someone says, you can be Vandal Savage on Legends of Tomorrow. I'll talk. I'll pass. Oh, look. It's actually... The, the villain's not too bad. The Legends version... I don't know. This bloke is not not one of the best. Are the same the people? And the girl that plays Hawk Girl, who's been fairly prominent in the last couple of roles, she's just one of the worst actors I've ever seen. Hmm. So that's a bit. Yeah, it's it's been a bit of a, a bit of a flat spot. <laughs> Can I ask this? Are the same showrunners handling this show? I that are handling Flash so. and Arrow. I believe so. They might be spreading themselves a little bit thin. Hmm. The other thing is um, CBS is, has dropped Supergirl to the CW, so they're all on the same channel yeah. now, um, so they won't be restricted by crossovers and things like that, so that'll be fun for next season, but I just don't, maybe they do have one too many shows in Legends there. of Tomorrow can go, really. If yeah, you, if, if you, you wanted to lose something, that's gonna, the one. If I was going to drop one, it would be that one. Yeah. Um, it's had some really fun moments, and they've also confirmed that um, Wentworth... Miller won't be a regular on next season, and he's about the best thing about it. So he's probably going to go back to the Flash, I'd assume. Right. So I don't know what's going to happen there. <clears throat> he's also on prison break, isn't he? Because that's come back. Has it? Yeah. Oh well, yeah. He probably have to be on that too. Right. Maybe that's that's got something to do with it. And he might just be on the Flash like he was the first season, just popping in every few episodes. So. Yeah. All right. Nothing else. <clears throat> nothing else. <clears throat> okay. Well, I saw a couple of films. Uh, I saw a doco on. Netflix called The Farm, which was actually very good. It was actually about um, a prison in Angora or somewhere in Texas. Mm. And it actually looked at five or six specific inmates. And it was made in about 2002. But it was really interesting because it wasn't, you know how in a lot of these prison things, it's all about the fighting and the and the yeah. Yeah, the power and all that. Survival. And no, all but that. it wasn't about that. It was actually about these five guys and all of them were having going through it in a different way. Mm. Uh, and it was really interesting. It's worth a look on Netflix. Saw a slasher film that came out fairly recently. I think it was made in Canada. It's called Lost After Dark. And 
It is actually pretty good, except for one problem. For some reason, they do the missing reel bit, like oh, in yeah. Grindhouse. Yep. I remember just thinking to myself, why? Mm. This is meant to be an 80s slasher movie. That wasn't what you got at 80s slasher films. Yeah. 70s Grindhouse, you might have got it. Yeah, yeah that's why it was in. Yeah, exploitation films. <clears throat> Look, I wasn't going to the cinemas to see slasher movies in the 80s, but I can guarantee, I don't, don't think you would have found that. No. So it kind a, of felt out of place. Not Union back in the day, mate. <laughs> of course not. <clears throat> but it sort of felt out of place. I kind of felt like, why? I kind of got it. it. It gave you an interesting sort of take on who was still alive. But at the end of the day, it didn't, didn't matter to me. Like it kind of, it was probably an idea that sounded great, but didn't work out once mm. made. But it's competently made. It's pretty gory. Got all the slasher movie tropes. Yep. Works out all right. I also saw Captain America, Civil War. I really enjoyed that. I think the Captain America movies have actually gotten better. Yeah. Each one has gotten better. Yeah. And as you said. This one was essentially an Avengers movie too. There were so many cameos of, you know, key players from the Avengers series. The action scenes are great. Like those two directors are obviously very proficient there and they keep a very – Everything's very stat- stable, static. You can see everything. It's all done quickly. There's no slow-mo and stuff like that. You can see the three blokes that Captain America is just about to send flying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. And I think this is the first time I think they've got Spider-Man really, really right. Admittedly, yeah. he's only in it for a few minutes. But I think it was about, same total, about 10 minutes maybe. But, but it's it a good start. Good. Yeah, it's, really. It's good. a good start to segue into a... a, a Singular Marvel film, mm, and I believe um, Vincent D'Onofrio has been sort of pushing. Uh, I think there was rumours that Kingpin might be in Homecoming, and All Vincent right. D'Onofrio was pushing on to get board. in there. He's on well, board. He wants in. The good thing about that is, unlike yeah, you know, what DC's done is now he's leave their sort of their TV guys out in the cold. Mm. He's a he's a credible movie actor. Yeah. So it's not like they go. Ugh. We can't have him. Yeah. He hasn't got the experience. He's got the experience on film. So I see. I could see it being very – it's a no-brainer to put him in there. Yeah, and um, uh, I believe Michael Keaton's in talks too, isn't he? Mm. There's rumours that he might be the vulture. I think Mickey Keaton's also Mickey somewhere Keaton, involved. <laughs> also, yeah. yeah, well, Michael's got a lot of, a lot of films on the go currently. That... Yeah, and the last thing I watched was the first two episodes – which was essentially the one pilot episode of the Stephen King adaption 11 hmm. with James Franco. Yep. Really, really good. Enjoyed the first two episodes. It sticks to the book well. But just the ideas of, you know, if you could have stopped the assassination of JFK, would you, knowing that you actually don't know what he'll do hmm. if he survives? Yep. So you're taking a, you're taking a punt. You're saying, well... He's a, he's been a great president, so he's going to move forward, and there's going to be great things. And who's to say that that wouldn't happen? So, it's a really good idea, and it's really well made so far. Um, the period detail is excellent. I believe J.J. Abrams is involved as a producer. Hmm. I don't know. I think he is, and um, yeah, so far so good. Cool. I'll have to check that one out. Yeah, check that one out. You've got Stan now, so no, yeah. I don't. I thought you jumped on Stan. No, no, I'm. I'm about to. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. So, Stan, well, 
Once you get on stands. Well, then. we'll give it the 33 days and see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> and as you said, forget that we signed up and then start getting charged for it. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm not going to go near it. <laughs> and then, of course, after you've made the mistake, you quickly get on the phone to stand and start remonstrating about how <laughs> it's their fault. <laughs> You pricks didn't tell me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll go to our first break with the trailer to the faculty. So aliens have just been setting us up over the years with their E.T. and our men in black movies just so that nobody would believe it if it really happens. I think so. These students are starting to suspect their teachers are from another planet. Sit down. They're after me. Guess what? Now we're going to have some fun. They're right. Aliens are taking over the school. But we can stop it. The Faculty. This is weird. Rated R. In theaters everywhere, Friday, December 25th. The Faculty from 1998, directed by Robert Rodriguez, who directed From Dust Till Dawn and Sin City, produced by Elizabeth Avalan, who basically has produced most of Rodriguez's films. The story was by David Wetcher, who was involved with Midnight Madness and the Malibu Bikini Shop, <laughs> and Bruce Kimmel, who put together the first nudie musical, <laughs> and the creature wasn't nice. I'm not no. making this shit up. <laughs> it was on the fucking, it was on um, Internet Movie Database. The screenplay was by Kevin Williamson, who uh, wrote Scream and Teaching Mrs. Tingle. It stars Elijah Wood as Casey Connor. He was, he's well known as Frodo from the Lord of the Rings films. Jordana Brewster as Delilah. She's from Fast and the Furious. Josh Hartnett as Zeke and Robert Patrick as Coach Joe Willis. Budget for this was $15 million. Box office was a tidy $40 million US. Now, just a little bit of trivia. In exchange for product placement in this film, Tommy Hilfiger's fashion line was the biggest product placement. The, all the teens in the movie's cast appeared in a TV commercial and print ad campaign for Tommy Jeans in 1998. Wow. That was before he hit Axl Rose. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, quick synopsis. Basically, a, um, the teachers of a, a high school get infected by an alien invasion. And the uh, I guess you'd call them the outcast kids band together to, to sort it out. Jared, give us your thoughts, mate. <clears throat> yeah, I, I really like this movie. I was, I've always had a sort of fondness for it because it's one of those movies where I was at the sort of age group that the kids are at when it came out. So it reminds me of my own high school experiences in some ways. Okay. Um, but I also think it's quite well quite well done for as one of the teen sort of horror flicks it's a little bit of horror teen horror flicks from the that period i think it's one of the better ones not without its issues um but i really enjoy it and I've, i always enjoy that sort of the thing style mm, you know mm. taking over bodies and they didn't handle the mystery side of that so well but um i always enjoy that sort of thing if it's done fairly competently yeah. and, and it was hmm. uh, robert rodriguez always been a big fan of his work mostly pretty much all of his movies i really really like bar the odd you know sin city sequel things like that hmm. so yeah i reckon uh, i'll probably give it a three and a half three and five. a half solid i would agree i enjoy the film I remember liking it a hell of a lot more um, back in 98 
it's a good film. It does the right things. It does actually ramp up. It builds. So the second half is far better, um, and I really enjoyed the second half. It's good fun, and it's really fast-paced. The first half, not so much. But I found early, I pulled the trigger and you you know this, I sent you a message after I'd watched the first half and I wasn't real complimentary. You were not happy. But I found at, at the end of it, I had certainly had more likes than I had dislikes. Yeah. And I felt it's a three, and a, three, it's a three out of five for me. Right. Um, I'm a bit like you. I like what Robert Rodriguez does. He always knows how to milk his budget. So he gets an yeah. absolute dollar, every dollar yep. on screen. And he does everything he possibly can. And this is no different to anything else he's done. So, mm. And he knows he's very, very competent as a director. So it's got its problems, but it's certainly a, a worthy watch. Yeah. You know? It's not going to have you sitting there going, fuck, what's this? Yeah, yeah. It's quite uh, like it puts people on, on opposite sides, this one, because I read quite a few reviews about it and people were picking the same points but had very different things about it, like... Some of the critics I read said it's the movie's extremely stupid, and other ones were completely the other way, saying it's quite clever for you know that yeah. that sort of film. Um, some people hated the the um, acting; other people really enjoyed the acting. Like it's, it <coughs> yeah, seems it's, to be really split down the middle. It's, it's not, a bit of a polarizing top, and I think yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes, sitting at about fifty percent. So you're looking at really a. But even then, you look at the you look at the critics' reviews, and the top some of the top critics love it, and it's yeah. fresh, and then the occasional. Top critic picks something that the other ones have liked and and yeah, goes the other the direction. Yeah. So it's really it seems to be really a matter of taste more than anything. Else. And it's interesting because you've also got to look at this movie in the context of when it was made. Yeah, not the nineteen nineties, and we will we've got a discussion topic coming up about the nineteen nineties sort of stars and in in horror. And this was in that period, and you've got to remember the sort of movies that were out around that time and the sort of. Um, I mean, I guess the writing and stuff that was going on. Mm. There was a lot of teen films. Yeah. Um, it was almost like a renaissance to the John Hughes sort of stuff that was in the 80s. And it harked back to a bit of that, and then, but it added horror elements to it. Mm. Like there were slasher flicks and there were monster movies and all that, but they all and had teen post, protagonists. It was post-screen post as yeah. well, so everyone had to be... You know, spouting clever lines and self-referential yeah. and all that sort of stuff, but then some of them did that to the point where it became... Exactly what Scream was kind of making fun of. Yeah, it kind of pushed the envelope too far. Like it, yeah. Ninety six Scream is so good because it was really the first that yeah. took that angle yeah, and yeah. did it so well and was so clever. Mm. And from then on, everything got less and less clever. Yeah, because this you couldn't has got, keep it up. This has got marks of it that I that I kind of like. Um, like you know, you've got the the football player that doesn't want to be the football player. Yeah, and you've got the the outcast who's actually really smart, but he's got sort of hallmarks of, you know, some real outcasts in schools yeah, that are look, actually gifted but are just not engaged. effort is, is – I mean, I'm not – I'm certainly not saying there's not effort here. Like there, there is effort to try and give you some different shadings with yeah. characters, which I thought was okay. Yeah. And one it's of my – like a deep character <laughs> stuff. No, of course like not. I mean, you look at the teachers. You don't know any of them because yeah. from minute one – But it's not about taken them. Over. It's know, not about like them, yeah. So – there's an interest level with the kids that I think some real effort's been put into it. Yeah. But you also have to understand this is a monster movie. Yeah. So you haven't got time to fuck around with all that. Yeah. You've got to move, and and the movie gets to gets moving at about the halfway and just yeah. never lets up. It sort of really does know how to push it through. But mm. 
The first thing that I really like about this movie is is its simplicity, almost. Yeah. The fact of the matter is the idea of aliens as teachers uh, or teachers getting overrun by aliens and becoming the, the villain is a, is a simple and cool idea. Yeah. And the idea behind the alien invasion is simple. They get into your brain, they replicate, you kill the host, you kill, you, you fix it all. Yeah, you know, and I mean, the, the subtext is is front and centre. Mm. You know, like teachers are aliens, um, you're the outcasts, whereas everyone else is conforming. And yeah, yeah, yeah all, that's right. They're all the same, and they're all looking at you like you know you're you're the you're the ones that haven't been taken over by this. You know, yeah. it's, it's pretty front and centre about the sort of real high school experience. And, exactly. So, but it's it's done fairly simply. Mm. And never gets too complicated or convoluted or anything. No. You never sort of think to yourself, what, hell, what the hell's going on? It's not trying to be more on. than it is. Which yeah. Is a bit and, of a, you know. and that is that is the the best move they could have made. It's the yeah. smartest thing they did when they put this movie together, was you've got to keep it simple and know where, where your audience is. Yeah. And this school setting fits really well. Yeah. For yeah. those reasons we talked about, you know. It's well, a, as you it's just a natural said, sort of setting. Yeah. The, the idea of outcasts and groupings and, you know, cliques. Yeah. It's perfect. It mm. basically... And people changing and... Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, re- it really does work that well that way. I think the the cast is pretty good, both young and old. The good What they've done is given us a group of young, hot up-and-comers yeah. with older, experienced heads. Yeah, and the cast, uh, I mean, looking back at it now, it's sort of quietly loaded with yeah. names that you know. Um, not necessarily sort of big name... Actors or, or anything like that. But people have worked names. consistently. People have worked consistently. Salma Hayek shows up in yep. a very small role. John Stewart. Yep. Um, Famke Jansen. Um, um, uh, the, what's her name? She plays the principal. Baby, Baby, Baby Newworth, yeah. She's big on Broadway too. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, um, even uh, our mate Jamie pointed out that Harry Knowles was in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, like, the guy uh, from, um, I think he was in one of the TV shows, maybe it was X-Files. There was oh. one of the guys from that '70s show. Was one of the kids that was buying scat. Oh yeah, yeah, saw him. But also, um, he's one of the older teachers who, um, I think he was in. Um, he's drinking all yeah, the time. I think he was I in X Files. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it's Daniel for Brug- Von Bruggen yeah, or something yeah. like that. Um, but People, you've you've seen them and you know who they are. Mm. And then the teenagers they cast for the majority went on to have pretty good careers. Yeah, reasonably solid careers. Nobody's a star. Even well, Elijah, I think Elijah Wood. Wood sort of. Fringe, yeah. He's one of those of guys Lord that probably Rings was so huge. Yeah, he's one of those guys that probably would be, but he makes his choices and goes with some of those independent yeah. things. And you know, if he wanted to be signing onto A list stuff, he would be. So. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He could. Yeah, and he would have been offered. So, yeah. but as far as acting is concerned, no issues whatsoever. No, I think everybody does plays their part and plays it reasonably well. The act, the opening chase with the principal, mm. I really like that. That actually, yeah, that's probably the good. only time it's. Got a little bit of suspense to it. I actually liked the intro <laughs> before that, where Robert Patrick is He's blowing up, carrying on, and then you get uh, you get a bit of the um, one of the only sort of songs on the soundtrack that I actually sort of enjoyed was <laughs> the Offspring one. Yeah, the Offspring one. The, the kids, kids are all right. right. Yeah, it sort of seemed like a really good fit for that yeah, that yeah. opening, and then. Yeah, you get Robert Patrick just hamming and really enjoying the role, getting stuck right into it. But then you also get the little mystery, a la kind of Friday the 13th, yeah, yeah, yeah. turning around to, to the point of view and, oh, you know, what are yeah, you doing what here? What are you doing here, yeah. And then, you know, that sets up the mystery. As I said, I'll go into it later that the mystery wasn't so great. No. Know, but 
I did like that they actually had it there, tried yeah. to sort of play that up a little bit. It starts with the ham with Patrick, and and that that's good. Then we go to the, the school. The chase in the school with him chasing the principal works works quite well, is so, somewhat suspenseful, mm. and I also like the little little twist. Little fake She out. gets outside and she says, oh, you fucking prick, or whatever. She yeah, turns yeah. around, the other woman's already gone. Yep. And, and, you know, so, and turns on her. Yeah. It was a nice good, little um, misdirection. It was and then a good use her. of not knowing who's, yeah. who's who. So I really like that. Our favourite line of dialogue in this movie, it... Stan runs into what's her name? The, Stokely. Stokely, and she goes, "Watch out where you go." And he just, "You ran into me, beast." <laughs> I must admit, I laugh every time. It's yes. slow brown. <laughs> no doubt about it. Slow brown, but it gets a giggle. Gets a giggle out of it. Definitely. I also get a very big chuckle out of you following Zeke at one point across the front of the school. And we've already found out that Elijah Wood's the nerd burger bloke who's been picked on. Mm. And in the background, you see him getting ran nut first into a pole. (laughs) (laughs) By all the football players. I just started pissing myself. Yeah, that was a bit... um... Yeah, a bit, a bit rough. <laughs> I thought that was kind of cool because it just—it's kind of like a—it's just a panning shot where he's Zeke's walking across the front, mm. and then you just in the background you can see several of the characters yeah. you're going to meet. And that was that was part of it, sort of playing up sort of ridiculous elements of the of the high school and the, the football yeah. team and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I, I do like that first time that, that scene in the shower. With Mrs. Brummel or whatever, yeah, where Stan's yeah, yeah. in the shower and he's looking one way because he's got all the um, soap in his eyes. Yeah, and then she comes from behind, kind of out of nowhere, and that sh- part of her hair just fucking falls yeah, off the ground. Yeah, that was good. I thought that was really good, and she starts yelling something about um, "I'm burning up" or "I'm on fire" mm, or something mm. like that. Just, just giving us a little touch again of you knew that something was wrong with them. Yeah, but at this stage we didn't know what. So, again, for the, when you see it the first time, you're still sort of on that, well, what's going on? What's going on? Yeah. I actually liked, um, well, a bit of a dislike on the wall. <laughs> it's got no horseplay and all that sort of stuff. I noticed there was no towel snapping. And I thought, well, you know, we can't have a sort of Elm Street 2 where somebody... <laughs> Freddie would just be whipping somebody on the backside until they pass, <laughs> pass away. Freddie would have been upset. Yeah, Freddie's not invited that, yeah. into that one. <laughs> As I said in my opening sort of um, general thoughts, the second half is far better than the first half for me. Uh, the movie runs at a real good clip once you work out what's going on mm. and they're trapped and they're trying to work out how to find the host yeah. and, and kill it off. I think that stuff is just fantastic. It really works its way up into real... Really paced, like it gets really well paced by then. Yeah, I actually also like the uh, the water thing. Yeah, they're always drinking water. Yeah, it sort of it comes with its problems, which which I'll mention later on. But I like it because even though it's a little stupid when you see things like Robert Patrick standing out in the sprinklers, (laughs) as and you know, as if Elijah Wood would be the only one to see that and think, "What's going on there?" You know, it does kind of look. It's a nice little way to show something's a bit off here. Yeah. Um, and you see, you, you know, the way he's just kind of standing there with his arms folded and stuff. They use it quite well in into showing 
how far it's going and how much of the faculty has been taken over when you see things in the background like the water truck coming yeah, and delivering and all those guys water. yeah they're bringing in massive bu- bottles of water then they show that you know the the your mate the bald teacher they show he's been taken over when normally he's got the coffee and the mm. with the grog in it he's basically a coffee cup in hand the whole time then you see him with a water bottle so you know he's switched mm. then they also it allows it to use the old horror movie staple of raining yeah. When they start to get to the, the, the end and they're getting through the school and stuff and it's raining, it t- turns the classic horror movie staple into a situation that's even worse for them because it's making the other guys more powerful. So yeah. they need it to be to be thriving. So I actually thought it was really good. Yeah, I, I thought it was a really good idea. It was something slightly different and it does work in the movie's favour, especially when, as you say, down, the, down towards the end, they do put the the rain on and 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 sort of up the ante again. It, mm. it does raise those stakes again against yeah. the, uh, the final kids. And it's playing again. It's playing on those playing on those stereotypes that that someone like Kevin Williamson really likes to do. He mm. takes the classic stereotype of oh, it's a horror movie. It's going to rain when things are going down. Then he takes that and actually adds it to the characters. Like yeah, you're in some real shit now because yeah, it's yeah. raining. So yeah. I really like that. Did like that. Love the football game. Yeah. <laughs> where people are just getting fogged left yeah. and right and Robert Patrick's high five and people are laughing about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Get in there and rip his fucking head off. <laughs> yeah, I love um, that But the stuff. way that they also, you know, they pile on like they do in American football yeah. but then while they're down there. Yeah, they're, they're putting the little, the, yeah, the I really like that. That was cool. That was, that was a, it was good for a laugh but it was also just showing you that everybody was now taken over. Yeah. I actually really like the way they lose their drugs. The drugs that they have, mm. they use it on the principal. Yep. And then she hands it over to Stan when he's outside. Yep, yep. And he just sort of goes, tips it out. Yeah. And that that puts them again in the shit and they've got to find something and he mentions there's some in my car. Yeah, and I think it was a, a, one of the better uses of who's who, you know, who's been taken over or not. We're down to this one thing that we know is going to, gonna really help us yeah and we give it to someone to, to, to prove that they're yeah even though you know once they hand it under the door you kind of know that's it yeah I think I thought it did work quite well the other thing cool thing about that scene is that when they shoot the principal yeah and she just bleeds and starts, starts bleeding and they're like I think we got it wrong she yeah. suddenly jumps back up <laughs> thought that was another nice little cool touch mm. just going back a little bit the the nod to the thing about everyone taking the drug to 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 do the test, essentially, like mm. the thing, I, re- I actually really, really like that. The fact that they that they're taking a drug, it's sort of okay. You've got to prove that you. But it ups the ante legit. because you might be. I'm. I'm I don't want it. I'm not going to take it. I'm yeah, not yeah a drug I don't take it. You know. But what I'm what I'm getting at is it's it, it. They have to take the drug to prove that they're clear to these yeah. other people, or they're sort of on their own. But then when they take the drug, they're doing something that's going to sort of physically and mentally alter them for the rest yeah, of the film, put yeah. them in some so more they're, danger. They're kind of they're high and yeah. they're out of it. Um, and then it seems to go the way of the thing where they sort of find it, find out who it is. But it, you know, spoiler spoilers again, it's a it's a bit of a fake out itself. Yeah, so it's I'm not really, who you would have thought either yeah. at that time. Again, this has got a problem too that I'll go into. But I think the. Um, I think the idea that it, that it was a drug that was going to sort of, okay, you're going to prove to us that you, you're legit, but now you're sort of impaired for the rest of the yeah. movie. I don't think they used it 
so well. I think it could have been explored a little because bit more. they are impaired in points. Yeah, and they're not later. They like, just sort of sit sit around giggling for a yeah. bit, but then they don't. And then they're the out of it. Yeah, it could have come with some really cool scenes about even you know, if it was hallucination. Maybe someone or could have hallucinated yeah. that that everyone else is the alien or something, and yeah. then gone racing off on their own or yes. something. Like, they could have explored that a bit more. So I like that. I guess you weren't it. really in the situation. I mean, you know that that, that sequence comes at about an hour in, doesn't it? Yeah. And and really, you're racing towards the end then from. From there, and maybe they just didn't. But you know, people get cut off. There's a couple of se- sequences where people get cut off by themselves. They could have chucked in a two minute scene of yeah. someone hallucinating. I agree. I think like I think something like hallucinations would have been great. Yeah. It would just would have heightened the tension. Yeah. Um, and it could have been any one of them hallucinating. Yeah. That's the great thing. They were all on drugs. So and there was a gun involved. Yeah. yeah. Like, it could have been anything. There's like, a couple of ways to go there. Yeah. And I thought, you know, that that sounds like Robert Rodriguez fair. So. Yeah. Um, I really do like the scene in the locker room when the two girls try to convince Zeke that they're not the alien. Yeah. And then they both are. Yep. I thought that was cool. It was just a nice little twist. It didn't do anything mm. really greatly different, but just enough because normally in those sequences, one of them's not. Yeah. But in this case, they both they were. They both were. And I thought that was cool. It just that sort of, cool. up again, put him in the shit because he, no cho- he had no choices. He couldn't go anywhere. He was up against both of them. Yep. And the final thing for me is I really like the way the, the, the big beast alien is killed with yep. the closing stairs. and the, yeah. I thought that was excellent, something different, and it was just, you know. Mind you, someone's coming in and expecting that, inspecting those bleachers and going, fuck, just slow them down a bit. Yeah. Those things are flying. Just, I mean, he would have got crushed there, yeah, exactly. yeah. But I did like that, and I thought it was a cool way to end it. Yeah. I think the ending overall was pretty satisfying. Yeah. You got what you got what you expected and you got a bit of a pun from yeah. Elijah Wood. Yeah, that's right. That sort, of, that sort of thing. They wrapped it up quite well. Just nicely, yeah. Just nicely wrapped up. And and I didn't have a problem with the one month later no. sort of setup, just getting us back to where although I did find it interesting that Zeke is showed off his smarts, yet he's on the football, on the football team. team. I, I think it was playing little... it again. I think it was just playing playing with expectations again. Yeah. That this kid's showing himself to be really smart and that, but, hey, he might like football. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You're not pigeonholing people. And... Yeah, maybe. And I think that's a big part of this movie is trying to sort of showcase, you know, um, the differences in these characters and, yeah. and different types of characters. Yeah, and things like, you know, the girl, uh, Stokely, Everyone thinks she's a lesbian, but she's not. But she's not going to tell anyone that she's not just because she doesn't fucking want to hang around. Them. Yeah, you know that's that's it's a little better than just getting your standard old cut, cardboard cutout. You're the jock, so jock, you're the cheerleader. And, you're going to be this, yeah. this, that, and the other. Yeah, and I like that. I actually think that's that's reasonably well done across the board. Any other likes for you? No, that was it. Okay, dislikes. Josh Hartnett. Josh Hartnett. Don't dislike him in the movie. But his outfit is like a nineties boy band getup, and he's yet he's supposed, supposed to, be like, to be edgy. And yeah, hip. he's supposed to be the edgy and hip. But he looks like he should be in a you know light funky ones video. Or nah, something like that. Easy, you get a bit hot on that. He's in Solar Sister at the very yeah least. hill figure. His outfit he's, is hill yeah, figure. He's not. He's not. He's not with In Sync, and he's not with Backstreet Boys. And mate, but he's slightly low. He, his hair See, is, no, maybe his hair is you know a short length of a bowl cut. Yeah, yeah true. It's not, not good. <laughs> I have two big issues with this movie. Mm-hmm. For the first 45 minutes, I just find the dialogue to be too smart for its own good. 
sometimes these characters come across as not realistic to me. Yeah, see, I didn't, I didn't have as much as as much of. An I issue think with it's that. because the of the self-referential stuff and all that kind of Williamson style. Is that? yeah, there was a bit of that, and there was also um, like when they're talking about the slug that Elijah Wood finds. Yeah, the stuff that Josh Hartnett is spouting is sort of pushing into. Wow, this dude's you know should be working somewhere as a scientist yeah. and not in school like that sort of territory and there is a couple of moments where it's not not totally. It, it's the classic thing of I mean people labelled it on Williams on Dawson's Creek. Yeah, that these people they were fifty these kids were fifteen years old. Yeah, they sound like they're about fucking fifty. Yeah, I know, you but know? it's not. And then that was uh, that's not what happens here in my book. I don't feel that it goes. Like, they feel like they're too old. Yeah. I just feel that sometimes, like, in that early dialogue, I just I just sort of thought, well, I don't I don't buy this. I don't buy any of it. Yeah, see, I, I didn't It doesn't feel organic to me much for, for some really. reason. Like, I look at something like Juno, and I oh, think yeah, that's fuck, where you have a problem with that sort of thing. Awful. But this one, I didn't, I didn't find it as much. I did think maybe at a couple of points they didn't act or talk like... I think like what, what probably saves it is that this is a B-movie. In a sense, and so there's really not a lot of room for that. There's yeah. not really that much room yep. for big, long, rambling monologues about self-referential and yeah. all this bullshit about you know the world's against me and all that. Almost all of it was driving you know the story. It yeah, wasn't, it wasn't kind of trying of, to drive the story. Yeah. So I can understand that, but I just at times, certainly in that early part, I was just like, you know, I, I can't buy these people. I I don't feel that they're real. Yeah. Because of the way they speak. And maybe that's just me. But I just found that during that, certainly during that first half hour, when we're getting set up to them, I was just thinking, shit, you know, what's going on? But it does improve. Yeah. Like, that's that's the positive from that negative is that once we get to the alien stuff, mm. we drop that shit. We drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's we hot. We <laughs> drop it like it's hot. <laughs> um, and we get into classic horror movie sort of stuff, yeah. running and chasing and all that, and it yep. just forgets about all that. Mm. I had a big dislike about the mystery element. Mm. I think the first time I saw this, I, I did get, you know, caught up in the mystery and didn't really – I wasn't really looking to solve it. It sort of passed me by. Yeah. But the next time you watch it – and, again, I was quite young when I watched it, so I was like, ooh, explosions, <laughs> you know, a bit of fire, look at that. <laughs> you know, taken away from – Watching the movie and trying to figure that out, Ooh, but he swore. Yeah, she's got a tits out. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it would have been for you, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, there was none of that. So, uh, especially um, when you watch it the second time. Mm. Spoilers again if you haven't seen it, but the girl that turns out to be the alien, she actually says it. Her first couple of lines just essentially say that it's her. Yeah. Um, she actually says, I feel a little bit alien today. You know, first line, oh, it's my first day here. The first day here thing could have been used pretty well. Mm. Like it could have been, you know, if she had gone in and they said, the principal had have said, oh, yeah, you know, this new student or something. They could have played with that a little bit, but they didn't play with it. And she says, you know, it's my first day here. And then she starts talking to Stokely and she says, yeah, I feel a little bit alien myself. Yeah. And there's a couple of things that, her first three or four lines just essentially lay it out there. Yeah. They do the fake out. It's trying to be clever, but it's it's kind of... Too upfront. Yeah. yeah. And they do, the, they do the sort of fake out where if you were onto that, you think, oh, hang on a minute, she's taking the drug. 
But even then, I think it, it sort of points to her the whole way. I must admit, that's one of the scenes I found absolutely laughable when they showcase how she got around the drug. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Her nostrils close up and then her pinky fingers the like this long yeah, and she knocks like, the bottom off. And I'm thinking, so nobody looked down to see a pile of that shit in your but fucking you know what? lap. That's why every, almost everyone had taken the drug by then. Yeah, oh, so, so they, they couldn't all explain it away yeah. with that. You know, oh, you, you know, her finger looks like she just fucking flicked yeah, it Yeah, but, but even then, I, I mean... You know, yeah, they could have said they could have had one of them point out, "Look at a finger, man," and then you know, one of the other people could have look at mine. Or yeah, stupid. But like they that, could though. have even not even had it. Like they could have just had her saying, "You know," it couldn't have even. It might have not even been need to be brought I up. I didn't like, mind that so much. I think the way she did it was kind of kind of cool. But yeah, like you said, she's flicked it off and it's just in a lap. Yeah, seemingly <laughs> a big pile of shit on the ground. <laughs> but I do agree with. They were all high, or most of them were high. I don't yeah. think Hartnett was high, though. No, he wasn't. Because he's pointing at guns point. at people and telling yeah, them yeah. to take it. But she could have, you know, the way that they did it, that it got lost in the shuffle with everyone else sort of carrying on. I know that, the way they should have done it, mate. They should have had, because it was a showdown between the two girls. Yeah. She snorts, the one that changes snorts, the other girl goes to, and then she changes, and it's fucking on. Yeah. It's, it's totally forgotten about. The other girl didn't even take it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Forgotten. Exactly. But they, but in, but in my mind, that, it's an over, they over sort of explained it. But the, but see, then you've still got everything pointing to her. So I think you needed the fake out. Yeah. Um. But the other thing is, my other problem with that is, I love that it was a drug, but in the end, they try to out, they sort of outsmart themselves again when they try to make the joke, oh, it's just caffeine pills. If that's the case and then it's working because it's a diuretic, isn't the caffeine the diuretic? So mm. they could have just taken the caffeine pills. Yeah. And then you don't need the drug. So in, in essence, I would have liked that better if they had that whole scene, didn't mention the caffeine pills. But because they mentioned the caffeine pills, <laughs> sitting there going, <laughs> sort of they're, all running, done. they're all running around high when they could have just been wide awake. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could have all just been running around going, I'm so, I'm so focused. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I've been putting a thousand cameras in there. <laughs> 21 jump, 22 jump street style. Yeah. Yeah, look, agreed. I found some of the characters to be difficult to like. I think it's because they're outsiders and I understand the way they were going was, you know, you're outsiders and you're kind of mad at the, Establishment, or you're mad at the, the who, clicks. Who that. in particular did you not like? Um, I didn't particularly like Stokely. Didn't particularly like Zeke. Oh, interesting. I, just, I actually liked. I kind of liked Zeke. I, I didn't, didn't mind Stan. One that I really did like is actually Stan. Yeah, I actually Stan thought was Stan good. was cool. Because, and I've always liked him as an actor. So yeah, yeah, he was pretty good. But I actually thought Zeke was good because he wasn't. He was sort of, you know. This is bullshit. I'm not paying any attention, but he wasn't treating anyone else like shit. Maybe it's because he was spouting a lot of that bullshit that I didn't like at the start. Yeah, yeah. He was doing a lot of that. There's a scene with Farmka Jensen where you could have just... I just, could have dragged that motherfucker across the the car and belted him. Yeah. That that was one of the scenes that really struggled. He was a little bit... He was being a massive smartass in that scene. Yep. But, but then, you know, they tried to... But that was his meant to be his character, I think, yeah. that kind of... kind of. He got better. He was he, sort of defiant, but he was a bit of a prick at that point. But after he sort of the other kids get to know him a bit, you sort of... But again, as the movie goes on, the characters get better because we get it, we do away with that shit, and we yeah. get down to everyone's in the poo. Yeah. We're up against it, and he's actually got skills that can help. He's yeah. got things that can help. But I did find some of them very... Difficult to to like because I think it even though they're outsiders and they do a reasonably good job of having different characters, they almost fall into the either nerdy and weak or 
angry and fucking an asshole. You know, they kind of, there's a two character line with different sort of character traits and people in them. Yeah. So I kind of that took it a little bit away for me. Yeah, I actually yes, I didn't have a bit of I didn't have as much of a problem. I thought Jordana Brewster was I didn't like her. And I think it was because, because she doesn't really grow. She should have been likable because yeah. she was friends with you know, she's the she's supposed to be the hot girl but she's friends with Elijah Wood and she's not sort of judgmental of him. But then when they put the relationship between her and and um, Stan, mm. they just make her a nagging. Yeah, and then she nag- goes, "It's the old oh, stereotype." You're of turning nagging. into. You're not going to play football. Well, what the fuck do I want to do with you and all that sort of yeah, shit? Yeah, you know? exactly. And it's kind so, of like that's against what we. So got they give us some really good qualities, but then when it comes to that relationship between him and her, they just make her a nagging. There's no. There's nothing else to her other than taking pot shots at him. Mm. Um, so you automatically side with him just because you, you don't like the fact that he's being treated like shit when it could have been a bit more sort of level in that. Yeah, it could have been both ways. Yeah, it could have been a little she actually, more Because actually, they balanced. set her up to be really, you know, they set them all up to be really likable. She's kind of the cheerleader, although she's not the cheerleader. She's she's the hot girl. Hmm. But she's got some brains and she's on, you know, putting together the school paper and she's friends with the nerd. Like, they, they did sort of defy the expectations a little. But I then guess, fall back Jared, in. this sort of stuff, this is a big problem with teen films. Very similar to, say, slasher flicks. All this stuff's been done. Like, characters mm. have been done like this. So it's really, really hard to make them stand out. And, yeah. and in, I guess in Williamson's defence, he does a pretty good job. He did. Because I think he did God, a really good job. By 1998, every fucking high school character had been done. Yeah, but the thing is, they hadn't actually been done taking him out of these pigeonholes. Yeah, and so, so he, he had done a, good... a reasonable job to make that happen. And every I think single that's one of them. Quite Every single one of them is not what you expect. Even the alien, you know, she's this, the country girl that comes, you know, you're expecting, oh, this this bright, sunny country girl who's a bit dumb or whatever, yeah. when she's actually the sort of master manipulator and yeah, yeah. and the, the bad guy. Um, what about Elijah Wood, though? He doesn't seem he doesn't, to have as much going. He, he's just Well, the, the thing about him guy. is he's the nerd, but he he's... The hero too. Yeah, like, but that, that's is, probably the least. Played, yeah, that's probably the least characterization. Yeah, he's not taking off. a lot of leaps. But you know, the great thing about him was they actually cast in the nerd role, not some dude that's you know a yeah. Calvin Klein model that's just got his hair brushed over. You got some glasses yeah, on. Got some glasses She's on. She's all that style. Actually, oh, you could never turn her into the prom queen. Yeah, take off the overalls and the glasses. They and actually the cast a scrawny little kid. Yeah, yeah. So I did look. I know we're in the dislikes, but I did like the characterizations, the attempts to get some differences in there. Yeah. And so the my, guy, Williamson deserves a big pat on the back for at least being able to do that. My uh, my biggest problem with Eliza Wood is that his character takes way too long to get out of the school <laughs> to flee the place. He's fucking dawdling around in the yeah. joint for ages. I mean, I'd have been out of there the night that he gets hauled into the police station. His parents start ripping his room. You know, Christopher McDonald yeah. gets his... Picking up Paul Yeah, yeah. They were flogging the bishop. That sort of business. <laughs> I'd have been out of there. He sees the... I think he does try to make a bit of a runner yeah. to somewhere, but then sees the faculty on the front lawn. But then he goes to school the and next stays day. there and holds meaty... You know, quick... Come with me to the library. Um, and they sit in the library and discuss, and then they go to the science class and all that. Like, you should have been out of there. <laughs> yeah, but I guess you wouldn't have a movie if that happened. Exactly. <laughs> We'd be moved out into the street. The movie is very cliched, but it is a homage to those movies. But it does pretty liberally rip off 
the thing and um, evasion of the body snatches and, and yeah. films of that nature. Um, sometimes really cleverly, sometimes below par. One particular scene I hated. I did like the version of the thing's blood game yep. with the drugs, but the scene before that where they're casting dispersions on each other. Yeah. It's like a game of <laughs> terrible. It's like a game of Cluedo. You maybe maybe it's you. <laughs> yeah, but then that person goes, "It couldn't be me. I was here. Maybe it's you." Then yeah. it's like, but then you know what they also on. do is they also sort of spout how their character is breaking the mould. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's you, the football player who wants to be smart. <laughs> all this sort of stuff. Like, no, you have no reason to quit the football team. <laughs> <laughs> Just shit Shit Like that's Williamson At his worst It's kind of that. some of his Smarter elements Coming back to bite him Yeah yeah He's kind of overdoing it Yeah He, he got to that point And he thought Oh this will be you know. Yeah But it wasn't It was a bad It was miss. It was a misstep In doing that A little bit There is also a scene With Before they Before John Stewart Attacks them Where they're looking at the Little Alien thing in the water And all that Mm. It just descends into, fuck you. Well, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, tit bag, and all this sort of shit. <laughs> I actually like that. <laughs> of course you did, you low-brow I, I thought some of the insults were quite amusing. And don't call me low-brow beast. <laughs> your favorite well, one someone had a fart in that scene. Of course I would have loved it. <laughs> ah, yeah, I, I just felt, felt that sequence... There's just those couple, and thankfully it only goes for about a minute. I'm just going to stamp all over you. There was nothing wrong with that. That was good. <laughs> we disagree. We disagree yeah. The only, the worst thing about, the worst thing to do with, uh, anything to do with John Stewart was when the special effects look a little bit dated when he sort of breaks out in his alien mode. Yeah. The, when the they cut fingers off. The effects like... in general look a bit dated, but yeah. I think Rodriguez did a really good job of, of, Keeping them to a minimum and covering them up for the most part. Well, let's like face when the, it. When the alien's in the water, so you yeah. can't really tell. And The special effects are dated yeah. um, fairly substantially. But, but again, again small you can't, budget. But you can't blame 1998. I mean, no, that's what you exactly, had. Exactly. Um, and it, I the think worst, he, he the actual worst effect of the lot is her head. With yeah. The little thing. That's terrible. Yeah, yeah. But, but the practical stuff looks good. Yeah. The beast, when it's up close and it's practical, I actually think looks pretty... The beast looks pretty good yeah. most of the time. It and catches. again, he, he shoots it from far away yeah. or he shoots it in the pool. or He ca- he does a really good job of not going over. And I did like that scene how she's walking along in the locker room and the shadow is the beast yeah. over her. Yep. I thought that was kind of cool. Again, they did it in the pool too, yeah. where underwater, he, she was underwater when she transformed back and they yeah. show the transformation. So Yeah. I, I, look, special effects... What can you do about 1998 mm. with $15 million? Yeah, look, CGI was coming in at that stage. It's never good when something like Terminator 2, which was made six years before, looks far superior. Yeah, but, but it had a It had a budget massive budget, too. and they're working with limited funds. And Don't forget it was made at the same time as Freddy's Dead, and we've already broached <laughs> the differences there. <laughs> yeah, but hang on, though. It wasn't James Cameron coming down to check out what Freddy's Dead were up to in yeah. the world of 3D? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> Well, we've, you know, we've... We've decided that didn't happen. <laughs> but overall, the effects, the effects are okay. Yeah, they um, do Much job, better when they're sure. practical, though. Yeah. I think they look better when they're practical, and I've always been a practical guy. The CGI at times looks a bit untidy. 
Mm. And it's just strictly because you're working with little. Mm. Um, but they get the most out of it. Yep. Any other dislikes for you? No. Not at all? That's it for me. Okay. I was mostly in favour of this film. Yeah, look, I'm, at the end of the day, I was in favour. It's one of a handful of the 90s ones that I'll go back to quite regularly. Well, look. So I, see, I did, I did, uh, I did lay the boot in a couple of times with a few of the things there, but I really, really like this movie. Oh, look! If this it's one movie, of my personal sort of. If favorites. this movie popped up on telly, or I mean, I bought this for six bucks on DVD just mm. to watch it for this podcast. Yeah, I'd watch it again. Yep. Yep. If I was just sitting around, I thought, hey, the faculty haven't seen that in a while. I'd get no problems watching it again. We're about, you know, in our after we take the take our next break and go into our discussion about nineties horror teen horror stars. There's a few movies in there. Oh, there's no way I'd watch them in no. comparison to this. So, you know, this is one of the far better ones in my mind. Yep. All right. We'll take our second break. We might go under a bit of new metal. Sorry, that's one more dislike. <laughs> <laughs> Too much new metal. Fuck me, dead. <laughs> what about when Creed kicked in for a minute or two? Though? You'd have oh, been loving that. Lord. You know, I said to you before, <laughs> in 98, I loved you. I loved new metal like you wouldn't believe. But in 2016, with a few years on the clock, <laughs> uh, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. The only good song, as you said, to was um, the Offspring. It kids, suited the kids aren't, aren't all right. Yeah, that's that actually is suited to the film, and I think it fits the it fits more the the story. Even it yeah. sort of falls into the story. I mean, there's there's some Oasis. There's a some mob called the Degeneration. I looked it up on iTunes. Couple of your old favourites. I looked it up on iTunes, Jared, and uh, there's 14 songs on the album, but on my iTunes it says uh, finish album. So I've probably got five <laughs> or six of these fucking songs <laughs> <You> already. Purchase. <laughs> You're throwing a dislike out there just to cover up the fact that you actually love it and have purchased. <laughs> <laughs> oh idiot. shit! Yeah, I'll, I'll be listening to my uh, my iPod music <laughs> on shuffle and go. Oh, um, Creed, awesome! <laughs> A bit of new metal. <laughs> yeah, look, the soundtrack's not great. I don't even know if Creed was new metal, were they? But they they oh, they thought they were. <laughs> they shuffled their way. <laughs> Someone said they were. Yeah. All right, we'll take a break. And we'll come back with a discussion about 1990s teen horror stars. Nineties teen horror flicks, Jared. Mm. It was a hell of a lot of them. Yeah. I mean, the slasher movie came back with a vengeance in the nineties. Screen bought it back. Screen bought it back for a couple. Well, from ninety six through to ninety nine, you had a slew, mm. absolute slew of them, and basically, Scream is to blame. Yeah. For those. Um, we haven't had as of many dubious sort of, qualities. <laughs> we haven't had as many sort of regular horror flicks in the cinema. Since, yeah, uh, they were all very popular. They were all very big, you know, like they were being sort of pushed as being big hits. Mm. And all of them starred teen, I guess you'd call them heartthrobs and, and, you know, 
the sort of the girls and guys who were who up and coming and were considered pretty hot in the business. Yeah. Look, that, that all these people usually had some distinguishing tra- traits. Okay. They wore Tommy Hilfiger. They were well. They, <laughs> they were Hilfiger. Um, or Calvin Klein. <laughs> a lot of them were super good looking, and it was almost to the point where they didn't seem like normal, <laughs> normal sort of high schoolers or college yeah. people. It was kind of like was that like, guy over there. He's fucking jaw. <laughs> you know? It was like Zoolander. It was like Superman. Yeah, yeah, that's right. There was a fat person to be seen in yeah. these movies. Unless they were pointing and laughing. At yeah, them. that's right. It, it didn't. It sort of everyone was a. Uh, uh, there was these groups who were just super good-looking people who were always in, involved. Yeah. And if you didn't have the looks, you were comment relief yeah. at best. Or you were ostracised. Yeah. Or killed in the first few reels. <laughs> um, the age gap between these characters was usually pretty close. Yeah. Usually they were about 20 and they were playing 16 to 18. It wasn't 902. <laughs> Luke Perry's 35. Yeah, yeah. Playing an 18-year-old. Oh, look at this fresh face. You know, 17-year-old. <laughs> Yeah, he only looked 17 because the other woman was like 38 or something like that. Have you ever seen The Simpsons? <laughs> Here's what's he from uh, Springfield 90210. And he smiles, there's these wrinkles going, and he's like, he's 45 years old. <laughs> yeah, so they usually played close to the age group, which I liked. We got more and more down into towards, they were close enough to being the age of the characters. Yeah. Most of them, most of these stars did more than one teen horror flick. Hmm. It was usually more than one. Had one more stab at it, pardon the pun. But also, they also popped up in non-teen flicks. Yeah. Uh, not not horror flicks, but other teen movies around that same period. Yep. So it was, there was almost like a bit of a synergy between all this shit. All these people were located around a certain movie, had four or five people who had also been... In all these other yeah, they crossed over flicks. a lot. They crossed over a lot. It's like a web. It's like a sort of six degrees. <laughs> it was a house of cards. Six, yeah. <laughs> it's like a two degrees of nineties teen movie. Yeah. Although well, it was house of cards, it quickly fell over. <laughs> <laughs> and most of them probably came from successful TV. Often initially, yeah. often times. Maybe not most. A, a, a number of them did. Eighty percent of them came from Dawson's <laughs> Creek. <laughs> well, a few of them came from Dawson's Creek. The others came from Party Five. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have a look at the players, the key players, okay? Nev Campbell, mm. she came from Party of Five. Yep. Screams one through three. So she did a full franchise. Yep. The four. Four, but you can't really count. Like, the third one, I think, was done in 2002. Yeah. So, so, the so basically one, the whole period, the whole series was, first the third, three were in that period. Yeah. The third one was, I mean, it's sort of, it's sort of she's still going on it from that role. So, yeah, you get happy to brush it aside. But Put it this way. Sort of the first scream was 96, and I think the second one was whipped out pretty fast. Yeah, 98. 98. So, so those two came quick. Yeah. Uh, she was also in The Craft, yep. which was around 95, 95 maybe. yeah. Which was more your supernatural horror, but it was still there. Yeah. Other key 90s films, Wild Things, starring alongside Kevin Bacon's mm. dick. <laughs> <laughs> Every 20, 20 episodes, I've got to bring it up. <laughs> Making its uh, second credit after. We better put an IMDb entry credited in Friday the 13th and Wild Things. <laughs> Since the 90s, she's consistently worked, yeah. most of it's TV. She's currently on that Kevin Spacey show, House of Cards. Mm-hmm. But you wouldn't call her a star. No. Uh, it didn't really. 
I mean, Scream 4 is a classic example. Yeah. You brought back all these people with the thinking that maybe, you know, seeing all these characters again, big box office, nah. She probably is the um, she probably is top of this list because when you go back to the nineties flicks and try to find you know a final girl that stands up there with the the best ones yeah she's there Sydney Prescott's the only one plus Scream and Scream Two are legitimately good films yeah um, some of this stuff lower down not so <laughs> but yeah we'll like I mean that. I mean if you ever if you ever went to mine that material to find the best of the best, she's the only one that would be there. Yeah, that's right. Sarah Michelle Geller, she was a personal favourite of yours. Personal favourite? Because she came out of Buffy. I was huge on Buffy. And still am. She was, she was on Angel a little bit too, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah, a little bit of crossover every now and then. Yeah. She had, no, I know what you did last summer, and Scream 2. Yep. Small role in Scream 2. It wasn't a big role. No. But um, she was definitely in it. Yep. She was also in Cruel Intentions. Yep. Which was a big teen 90s flick. Since then, TV and mostly voice work. Yep. Obviously, she's married to um, Freddie Prinze yep. since 2002, and they've got two kids. I believe she's currently voicing a role on Star Wars Rebels. Yes. Which is that animated Star Wars show, which I believe is very well received. Yeah. I think she did a show with Robin Williams. She did. A couple of years uh, ago. It was the one, oh, I can't remember what it was called. But <clears throat> it was The Lawyer? Yeah, it? or uh, Ad Agency. I can't remember exactly what it was, but... It was about 2012, I think. Yeah. And, I mean, she's one of those ones that will – Buffy's one of those things that will hang around forever. She'll get work based on that for yeah. a long, long time. And whether that's just, you know, cameos in work from people that remember Buffy and loved it or whether she's working the convention circuit and settles into one of those, you know. Well, my understanding like is she's not a on the convention circuit. She doesn't circuit, do it. But she think. could. Like, but she, if, if she, she did, she'd get – Plenty of if she ever needed work, she would do that and she would sell out a convention from the people that still go to well, see Buffy. Put it, put it this, way. this way, mate. When I go to every single year, um, if you go to a supernova convention, there's almost every year there's a separate Whedon, Whedon ticket, yeah, which will basically buy you the entry and your photos and VIP seats to anyone who's Joss Whedon shows. Joss Whedon shows they always get people from the Whedon shows, yeah. Well, put it this way you watch that, um. Uh, thing that was on the Halloween Blu-ray, which shows Jamie Lee Curtis going to her one and only um, convention, yeah, and she packed to join out. Yep. Now, I would suggest that Sarah Michelle Gellar would have similar, would have no problems doing something similar, yeah. even if she did it once. Definitely, um, the place would be packed out. No question. So, I don't see her. She look, she was never a star. No. At the end of the day, um, Buffy was very. Was reasonably successful. Yeah, those two horror films I mentioned were successful. Yep, but at no stage was she headlining film or no. And Joe, I don't think she ever will be, but no. she can always be in work. You, basically, if she decides that she wants to do, if she wants some work, she'll she'll pop up in any any old Joss Whedon. Yeah, movie. that's right. So and look, bottom bottom she's of the, set. at the end of the day, she was a solid. She's a very solid actress, and I think she's more of a. She's married with kids, and it's that's probably more of a priority. By the stuff that I read, doing the research on this today, that's more her her thing. Yeah, and that's I mean that's fine. She's also personally, I think she's also a case where she fell into a role that just absolutely suited her down to the ground, and she's probably not never going to find one. Yeah, like that yeah, that's right. But yeah, so. she'd have work, so she's steadily worked. Yep. Freddie Prinze, he was hadn't really had any TV. He uh, prior to. 
the horror films that he'd gone into. He'd done a couple, handful of movie roles. He was obviously, and I know what you did last summer, and I still know what you did last summer. Mm. Other key 90s teen films, She's All That. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, classic. And Night Shyamalan, mate. Oh, allegedly. Well, no, he's confirmed. Oh, he's confirmed? I believe he's confirmed he's that confirmed. he wrote it. <laughs> there you go. Jesus. There was no twist. <laughs> or was the twist that she went from dumpy to beautiful? That was the twist. I don't know. No. He Again, he's done a similar thing to her. He's married to Sarah Michelle Gellar. They're voicing characters on the same show. He's worked on TV and stuff like that. Yeah. Again, never been a star. On, uh, I think he was on Star Wars Rebels first. Yeah, he was. Her yeah. role came in sort of second season. Yeah, and he's been on Robot Chicken and things yeah, like that. Yeah. Like, she does a lot of Robot Chicken yeah. as well. That's all part of the web, mate. That's all Seth Green. He was in the web. Yeah, yeah, true. Uh, so Brecken Meyer. So, again, there's work there. Yeah. And he's the same. Like, I think he's more... Uh, about his family and less about his. From what I know, those two are big on keeping their kids away from the media yeah. and that sort of stuff, which is which is fine, a good thing, admirable. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to be one of those people that are going to start abusing people and say, "Get out there and do yeah, yeah. do some shows or something like that." That's no. it's their life, and, I and think look, that's they, and, and yeah, look, they had their day in the sun, yeah. and it was during the nineties. Yep. Jennifer Love Hewitt, mm. Party of Five. I was a fan. Uh, Party of Five, and I believe she had a spin-off show. The same character spun off very shortly. <laughs> um, the reason why we can't name it, it was short. <laughs> Your research didn't extend that night. Yeah, I couldn't find it. <laughs> didn't bother. Yeah. I didn't want to go no, any deeper, mate. Uh, she was, of course, in the same ones as Freddie Prince Jr. I know what you did last summer, and I still know what you did last summer. She was also in a key 90s film, Can't Hardly Wait. The K90s <laughs> <film, you laughs> Absolutely love that movie. Um, yep. That, that may end up, we may cut our action <laughs> horror policy and whip that in there one day. She's, again, mostly television. Yeah. Uh, she had a hit with The Ghost Whisperer. It yeah. went for over 100 episodes. Yep. So that's usually success mm. in telly. It's probably five or six seasons. Yep. She was also, She's currently also on Criminal Minds. So, again, plenty of work. Yep. But the star stuff just eluded these people. Yeah. It, it was there, but hey, dangling like a carrot. <laughs> and it was yanked away <laughs> from them. Yeah. But I mean, that's that's Hollywood, isn't it? Mm. People come and go, but all these people have, have worked. Yeah. So and are still working. They're luckier than, than a lot of people that get into the game, I suppose. Josh Hartnett. He had Halloween, yep. H2O, and the faculty. He actually ended up in two of the better ones. Yeah, because um, Halloween H2O was his first movie. Yep. He had a 90s film called <laughs> Here on Earth with Chris Klein. I haven't seen it. What I thought it you about? might have. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it's about, but I'm sure if we went through a couple of your DVD boxes out there, we might be able no, to come stumble across definitely it. Definitely not there. I think it was you a didn't romance. Want to be, you didn't want to be the first person to watch it? <laughs> yeah, I think it was a romance. Okay. I'd, I'd never actually seen, like, when I clicked on it on IMDb, it, when I looked at the cover, I thought... No, nah, it doesn't mean any bells. I don't mind. Him. I don't mind him as an actor, but I think he seems to pick. Seems to pick some. <laughs> he seems to pick quite a few rom coms. Quite a. Partner. He seems to pick some dud rom coms and 
Get himself involved right. in those. Have you seen 40 you Days of 40 Nights? No, I haven't seen Classic. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> Love Marcel. Jeez. Um, he basically walked away from acting for a while. Yeah. It disappeared. And he had some... He, he is the only person on this list that had some legitimate had some big hits. <laughs> like, Black Hawk Down yeah. is a fucking brilliant movie. Yeah. And he is very good in it. Had some heat. Pearl Harbor... Shit, but made a lot of money. Made a lot of money. Hey, mate. Cuba was in there. True. So that's good enough for me. Yeah, okay. You want to so, watch radio? <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> um, he actually had legitimate hits outside yeah. of these horror films. But he walked away from it for a period. I think it was two or three years where mm. he didn't make anything or he made very small films. Yep. He's only recently returned um, to a TV show called Penny Dreadful. Yep. Which I believe is all right. Yeah, it's uh, another one that I've been meaning to watch when when some space in the schedule. <laughs> when you're not watching superheroes. When I, when I, when I bump Robocop <laughs> off the list. Um, is that still on there? It's still lingering around. It smells like a bad fart. <laughs> Every time I turn around, I see the Robocop. <laughs> TV series box and think, oh shit. Every I'm time you turn around, you see a bloke flying out on a pair of bloody rollerblades <laughs> with a gun. And you think, oh shit. <laughs> oh no, I've got to watch this. But then, you know, the worst part about all that? You realise Prime Directives are still in there as oh, well. You know, that's like four hour long episodes, I think. Fuck. Jesus. <laughs> You're not going to watch the remake. Oh you? God! <laughs> got to work. Got to work through it in order. Oh man, I'm, I'm glad it's you, not me. <laughs> um, okay, Joshua Jackson. Yeah. Dawson's Creek. Yep. This is the first of everyone, our Dawson's Creek alumni. Everyone had a go except Dawson. He did Varsity Blues, but he didn't do the horror. Oh yeah, but that's top that of counts. the tree <laughs> that's top of the team tree in oh, my book Arsony Blues yep Joshua Jackson did Dawson's Creek he was in Urban Legend and he's in a small part in the screen too mm. actually very small yeah skulls. yeah that's what I'm saying he had T90s <laughs> films he had three key T90s films Gossip The Skulls Gossip <laughs> And Cruel Intentions. Ask me what gossip's about, and I cannot tell you. But it had Kate Hudson in it. And Tonic on the soundtrack. Yeah, okay. Look. That is 90s all over. Maybe that's why I was watching. <laughs> <laughs> it was 99, for Christ's sake. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing for a lot. <laughs> I thought I could dull the pain by watching gossip. Oh, shit. What's that? There's a movie. No, I can't watch it. <laughs> hey, I was What's going it to the about? No, I don't need to know. I'll just He's in it, Josh Jackson. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was going to the movies every week. I'm telling you Every now. day, by the sound of it. <laughs> I saw everything. My movie Max card was doggy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that Fussy was... Uh, in half. That was before they even bothered to laminate the bloody thing. <laughs> uh, Katie Holmes. Yeah, she had... Dawson's Creek. Couple of goes at it. Couple of goes at it. Disturbing behaviour. Not very good. Actually, had a reasonable had a, idea. Yeah, it had an idea a bit like Dead Kids. Yeah, yeah, they were being they were having their minds replaced yeah. or something like that. I didn't, I didn't say much more in the premise of that one, but it didn't. Yeah, didn't it was, work. The shit. Um, <laughs> 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 but I believe there's a now that we, you know, now that we're sixty episodes down or whatever. Bugger me, no, it's just no, no, good idea. Shit, our execution, but. 
I believe there's a director's cut that's much longer and gives it more depth Josh Jackson. to the whole. Oh, <laughs> no, <sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> no, Josh Jackson. Maybe James Vanderbilt. <laughs> hey, that's where he can be. Eh? It supposedly builds a little bit more on the ideas. Yep. And it's not just a because this I believe Dead Seven Behaviors has felt eighty minutes or something like that. It's really quick, so this builds a bit more. It wasn't even worth your movie, Max. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> I probably used a freebie on it. <laughs> Teaching Mrs. Tingle was the other one, mm. which was initially called Killing Mrs. Tingle. Yeah, but uh, Columbine yeah. Put, paid to that. I was pretty. Uh, I remember getting pretty excited over that because it was on the back of Kevin Williamson sort of. Short hot streak that he had there. <clears throat> what it turned out was that was the first one he wrote. Yeah. So it had been, it had been dragged out of mothballs after yeah. Scream had hit. But they kept on it kept on getting mentioned. It kept on getting talked about for yeah. quite a long time. And because it had his name attached, and they managed to get some Dawson's actors and whatever. You're thinking, <laughs> oh, here we go again. This yeah. will be another gem. And it <laughs> didn't didn't really work. No. Which is which is disappointing because it did have a pretty good cast, and you know Helen Mirren was in it, and yeah, he had some quality there. And he was hot at the time, so you were thinking maybe, maybe it's one that could take off. It didn't, wasn't very well received, if I'm not mistaken. Well, that's quite complimentary of you, though. Normally, you would just say, "Oh, that's shit." <laughs> Other key nineties films for Katie Holmes, actually one of the better ones. Go. Yeah, that was good. I really liked Go. Hmm. It had a kind of a pulp fiction vibe in its setup. You know, the, the yeah, it was non-linear and yeah, yeah, in connecting things. stories and all that. It went a bit overboard at the end, but I, I kind of liked it. Uh, since the 90s, consistent on telly and, and things like that. And more, movie famous for, more famous for Tom Cruise, really. Yeah. One failed marriage. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> she was recently on Ray Donovan. Yeah. Which I believe is pretty well received as well, so maybe she's getting back into the swing of things. Maybe. Let's check out a couple of notable one-film 90s horrors. Mm, Oscar winners. Got here. Oscar winners. Yeah. Both of them. Yep. Jared Leto. Yes. Urban legend. Well, he had a funny sort of, he had a funny crack at the career early on because he was supposed to be one of these, you know, next big things and then he wasn't and then sort of just sputtered along in the in the movie career, then got his music career going more than his yeah. film career and now he's back on top with the movies after Dallas Buyers and, the, you know, a couple of really good Acting roles. Yeah. So. I mean, he'd yeah, always been around and he'd always been a good actor. Like, you know, things like Panic Room yeah, yep. showed that he was really up to it. But, yeah, you're right. Like, I think when Urban Legend came out, you know, they were kind of seeing him as... Calling him as, as the, one of the, you know, the next one of the Dawson. Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> they were desperately looking to replace Dawson yeah. with Jared Leto. <laughs> and the other one is Michelle Williams. She yeah. was in Halloween H2O. Indeed. And had also been on Dawson's Creek. Yes. She did Oscar it. winner? She had a pretty good go at it too. Yeah, I, look, I don't Depends know. Depends where you stand on H2O. I really like it, but some yeah, people yeah. dislike it. I, look, the thing about Michelle Williams looking at her credits was she didn't have all the teen films. No. Like, her next few films segued into more sort of adult stuff, and she wasn't really hanging around no. doing teen work. No. Which, you know, fine, that was her style. And in the end of the day, she won an Oscar. Recently, so mm. you know it all worked out in the end for her. No disrespect to to her other Dawson's Creek um, people who were in the show with her, who sort of grad graduated hey, from mate, that too. Josh Jackson is still flying. 
He is mate, fine. don't you worry about Josh Jackson, mate. He's got plenty of money. Yeah. All, right? these, all of these people are still well off. Mm. But varying levels of success, no real stars. And critical acclaim. <laughs> Less critical acclaim. <laughs> <laughs> this is critical acclaim. <laughs> yeah, well, it doesn't too. matter who the critic is. Yeah. It? But I guess the interesting part of all that is that that was probably one of the periods, the 90s, mid to late 90s, where there was these, oh, this person's hot. And you had all these teen magazines sort of flogging these people to be stars, and it just kind of didn't work. How do you know? Jumped into a few TV hits in your day? Smash hits? Mate, (laughs) spent some time around your place back in the 90s, and there was many TV hits and smash hits laying around. But had a lot of posters. A lot of posters. Yeah, yeah. A lot of posters. Yeah, they did have a lot of posters, but I mean, look, you, I read it for the article. <laughs> um, but it's funny because that even though in the in the the period now of um, social media, I don't think that happens as much as it used to. To be honest, what the next we big don't hear it? like we hear about the next big thing, but because there's so many, yeah, now. It's not seen as the next big thing. Yeah, it's just sort of make another it. person who's coming out on YouTube with something. Yeah, but if you you know if you do make it in the in the movie industry and have a have a bit of success like this, you tend to either do one and go away or you last. Yeah, 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 I don't know. There's not this sort of two or three year. It doesn't seem like there's this two or three year window when you're on the. Well, you're not on the front of magazines because they fucking don't exist anymore. <laughs> Unless they're electronic <laughs> magazines. Yeah, it's either it's either you burn out like that or you... It's kind of feast or laugh. famine, you know. Yeah, it's pretty like, much. And what I will say about today is there's far more ability to get noticed, I guess, with um, YouTube and, and Facebook and all that stuff. There's a way of getting yourself out there and marketing yeah. yourself without well, needing necessarily yes no. to be... Because have an agent or whatever? It's yes and no because people need to see that and it's yeah. harder to get it seen when everybody's doing it. Yeah, true. But then, yeah, it is easier to sort of it is easier to sort of push for that but then to actually get it seen is still difficult. Uh, uh, um, something I was saying last night. Well, we're um, pushing for that, aren't we? We, st- we can't fucking get ourselves heard. <laughs> Our Facebook page is like a fucking what? The desert. <laughs> Yeah, we got, liked, we got liked by a tumbleweed. This yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was talking about this last night with my wife and my daughter, and even though things like YouTube have pushed forward people like Justin Bieber or whatever, you know, that's how he got noticed, mm. it's still difficult to get into the industry. Yeah. The simple fact is he was probably one of the lucky ones that came yeah. out of YouTube. Yep. He got signed. He got he was young. He was perfectly pitched. Like it was, it was almost like the perfect storm there because he was fairly young, reasonably good looking. The kids were going to like him. Yeah. His music was poppy and upbeat, and he could sing. Yeah. Like say what you want about the bloke, and I don't want to turn this into the Justin Bieber hour, <laughs> but <clears throat> the guy can sing. He's talented, and it worked out really well for him. But there's probably thousands who are trying it's to do the, the same, same thing. It's the same as movies, mate. Their once, parents are putting them out yeah, there on somebody, YouTube. Once somebody sees, like, once somebody sees that you can do that, everyone does it, and it's really hard to actually get seen. It's like movies. The tools are there for anyone to do it and for anyone to make a movie, and it's easier than ever to make a movie and have it look sort of professional and cheaper than ever. But to get it seen is still fucking hard. Probably yeah, yeah, harder than ever. Because and everybody, there's so much more out there. Yeah, and 
to get actually seen by a, a place that's going to put that put some money behind it and hand you the reins to do something is nigh on impossible, yeah. basically, even today. Yep. I mean, even with things like Netflix and all that sort of stuff with so many open avenues, uh, but even big stars like Adam Sandler, he's going to Netflix. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a viable option for him. It's not going to be a viable option for fucking Joe Blow who's making, <laughs> making movies in his backyard, well, is shit, it? shit, Kung Fu Elliot got on there, so <laughs> maybe. I'm still trying to forget that. You bloody... <laughs> All right, that's our, that's our discussion topic covered. If you do want to get in touch with us, send us an email at thrillme at iinet.net.au. Like us on Facebook or alternatively... <laughs> the Desert. <laughs> um... Look for Thrill Me Podcast Australia and also like us on Podomatic by going to thrillme.podomatic.com. Next episode, Gibbo's back in town. town. So we're finally back as a triple. We're going to have to talk to Gibbo to work out what we want to do for mm. our first big three-person episode. Yeah. He wants uh, to sort of muscle in and Gibbo wants to muscle in the big guns. <laughs> provide his sort of He wants to muscle in and murder mutilate <laughs> something or other. Uh, should we uh, you know flick us an email if you'd like us to do another Schwarzenegger so uh, So Gibbo can do his impersonation. for the whole podcast. That is what, I, that's what I'd like. But we'll get back we'll we'll put a, a coming soon post on Facebook to let you know what we're gonna do. But we'd like to talk to Gibbo first because yeah, his first one in town, back in town, we'd like him to put the pick out. There, he gets so. a little sensitive. He does get a little sensitive. <laughs> yeah, we leave him out. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't want me to just go off the, <laughs> the drop of hat. Oh, fuck the Robo Shark. <laughs> We're going to cover it. Gibbo's sitting off in the background. Yeah, well, that's it. That's it. Uh, two versus one. That's majority rules. Robo Shark will be done. But we look, can find it. There is no doubt. Jamie, if you're listening, Robo Shark is happening. There is no doubt about it. We will scour the ends of the earth to find this thing. And once we do, it is definitely going on. Full podcast. Yeah. But until then, until next episode, take it easy, keep watching movies, and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.